Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. everybody welcome afternoon drive goodman fry watch us smilelifesports.com you can reach us on the rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at c fry at eric goodman if you're looking for wholesale lumber the public go to rmfp.com training camp is over you feeling all right are you disappointed terry did you want to keep going out there every day and three more weeks maybe yeah have have training camp through the exhibition games that'd be fantastic Time now for the lead. No <laughs> the lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. I think spirited is one adjective you can use to describe today's uh, joint practice with the Dallas Cowboys. Overall impressions? Well, it depended on which field you were looking at. The Broncos offense versus the Cowboys D was kind of peaceful, businesslike, efficient, interesting, kind of fun to watch. On the other field, the, the Cowboys offense versus the Broncos defense, it was kind of heated, chippy, entertaining. You couldn't take your eyes off it because something might happen. Right, and a lot of things did happen. I'll just set the scene uh, for me driving there. Uh, I got there at about 10.50, and the line was crazy yeah. with cars to get in. So much, in fact, the media lot was full, and I found a way to get into a closer lot. Once I walked in, the place was packed. It was wall-to-wall, shoulder-to-shoulder media. Uh, when we looked across the fields, it was absolutely packed with Broncos and Cowboys fans. And when I got in there, the music was playing. The guys were stretching, yada, yada, yada. And the Broncos players had a lot of jump in their step. They looked excited for this practice. How'd the Cowboys look? I didn't really look at them on the other field. There was no point. I really didn't care what they were doing. I thought you were going to paint a contrasting picture here of the Cowboys being beat up from having practiced too hard during training camp. Well, here's the thing for the Cowboys. Uh, They're going to have another joint practice. Mike McCarthy Mm -hmm. doesn't like to do joint practices at all. The reason that he did it is because he has known Nathaniel Hackett since he's been a little boy. That's why he said, okay, fine, I'll do at least one. Mm -hmm. As far as the offense goes, we will start there. Russell Wilson came out firing, completing his first three passes. And second play of team drills, Cortland Sutton, a couple of steps ahead of his defender. Mm-hmm. Next play, Javante Williams. Yes. We talk about vision a lot with him, where that's probably his Achilles heel. Well, his vision was spot on on that. That would have been a very long gain, as he had great vision, and he was cutting through and slicing through, really, the Cowboys' defense. So Wilson completed his opening three passes, did a great job of spreading the ball around to a lot of guys. Montreal, Washington, Judy, Salbert, Albert O made a fantastic catch. The offensive line did a very nice job of protecting Wilson. Overall, Denver's offense certainly had their way with Dallas on the ground, and Russell Wilson and the Broncos' offense was sharp in the red zone. I'll agree. Other than other than Wilson, the two most noticeable players who, who in my mind, Took huge steps for Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon was not practicing with a with a bad foot, right? So it was Javante Williams' chance to shine and further put a stamp on the possible uh, not bellwether type fall carry, but at least the guy who's going to get more carries. 
Well, with what you said about Wilson, are you suggesting he didn't look good? No, I said with the exception. Uh, oh, I see. Beyond him conceding yeah. that, yes, he looked very good. He was doing what he was always doing, you know, generally he, speaking, which was completing passes. And I thought it was interesting. We're going to hear a, we're going to hear a cut later, but the interesting thing to me was Wilson was also spreading the spreading around the praise when he spoke to the media after practice. It was like he had a checklist. He wanted to he wanted to congratulate everybody, including the offensive line. He is that guy. So is George Payton. You know, after one team huddle, I think it was after it was after practice, they broke a team huddle. You know, like it's on on three win on three team. You know what it was on three family. Mm -hmm. That's the atmosphere that Nathaniel Hackett is trying to bring to this organization. Now, let's talk about the defense. There were lots of skirmishes. Yes. At least five of them where there was a lot of pushing. But the one that caught a lot of people's eye that I saw, as well as many other people, was Marquis Spencer threw a couple of punches. And I was like, wow, this is really potentially getting out of hand. But I like the fact that the Broncos defense was standing up to their offense. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they have two stars on their team, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott. So I'll make it a third. The Cowboys won 12 games last year, and they didn't necessarily win it because of their defense, although their defense was good under Dan Quinn. But it was their offense that, that, yes. that was really the difference for them. I, I also admit I got caught caught myself several times watching Micah Parsons after we talked yesterday. The guy's an unbelievable player. I mean, it's hard not to see 11 out yes. there. He moves everywhere. But I'll tell you, he was the best defensive player on the field for either team, and that was the rookie, Nick Benito. If you were if you were really watching him and you can say even though it wasn't full speed, full contact, he probably had about four sacks throughout the practice. This was a couple of days after uh after uh Hackett speaking with Benito after practice. Kind of not pulling him aside, but stopping him before they went in and having maybe a five to minute heart to heart. Right. And where he said, Hey, these we gotta work with the rookies. Baron Browning looked really good today. You know, he's a guy they moved from inside to outside. And chances are, I think they did that because I don't think Bradley Chubb's going to be coming back. I just don't. If he is great, they're not going to be able to afford him. Mm -hmm. If he's terrible, they're not going to have any interest in signing him. Are they looking that far ahead already? Absolutely. If you're a smart GM, you do. You, you look one or two drafts ahead anyway. Mm -hmm. If you're a smart GM, I mean, think about this for a second. Why in the world would they move Baron Browning. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah, B because he has a, a lot of speed for sure, because I I'm trying to think of the right word. It's used all the time and now it's escaping me. Uh, it's used about Browning. It's used about Benito. Um, oh, not, they get close to the, they have a lot of bend. Mm -hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. Browning has it. Benito had gravity. it. No one was better, in my opinion, that I have covered than Von Miller, although mm -hmm. I did cover Derek Thomas. Draymond Jones looked very good. Broke into the backfield on one play and would have had a tackle for loss on Ezekiel Elliott. Chubb looked very good as well. All of them were applying pressure. By the way, another guy on the defensive line, Deshaun Williams, got into a pushing match yes, as well. Kareem Jackson broke up a pass on a ball that would have been a long touchdown. Justin Simmons uh, knocks out a pass that was intended for C.D. Lamb, forcing it to drop to the ground, although C.D. Lamb certainly had a nice day. 
I, I'm not going to call this a highlight. I call this more of a low light. And I think Nathaniel Hackett needs to have a sit down with Randy Gregory because mm-hmm. Randy Gregory embarrassed himself today. He really did. Yeah. I understand this was his former team and he knows most of those guys, but he's chirping, chirping, chirping from the sidelines. I was told he was getting into a heated discussion with a Dallas reporter. I didn't see it, but I was told he spit at the guy. I didn't see it. I hadn't heard that. Okay, but he was about 15 feet away. Mm -hmm. It was pointed. He spit. It was pointed in the guy's direction. Dude, if you want to be part of the family and you've already had your problems off the field and staying healthy, it's time to get on board. Mm -hmm. Sit down with Justin Simmons, a leader on this team. For Randy Gregory, who's not even been on the field yet, and I know he's a tremendous talent, when he is on the field, Mm -hmm. pipe down. Do your talking on the field, not outside the lines. Um, With that, it was an overall really good practice for the Broncos, and I remember more than a few years ago when the 49ers came to town, the Broncos got manhandled. Mm -hmm. They got manhandled. It was embarrassing. I mean, if you had to say, and this is such a cliche training camp thing to say, who won the day? Who won the day? Absolutely. I think the Broncos did. No Ab- absolutely serious question, though. How do you tell if they're being manhandled if they're not tackling? Uh, well, they were They were hitting. Mm-hmm. They were tackling. The Broncos' defense was not going to get pushed around. Mm-hmm. They fought back is the best way to put it. And I think it, for most of the period where the offense was going up against the uh, Cowboys' number one defense, the Broncos had their way. Mm-hmm. They were they were pushing those guys around. As for Hackett, he liked what he saw today, and he really likes scrimmaging against other teams, specifically today, the Cowboys. In the preseason mindset, you have uh, you're not going to play the guys throughout a whole game. It's not going to go. It's going to be very limited, um, if any at all. Um, so when you're here, you can get those ones, especially the guys that you're wanting to see who's going to be there for, throughout the whole season. So now you put them out there, and they get. I mean, a, a game. I mean, they got two-minute situation. The only difference is we're just not tackling. So you get everything up to that point. Um, so I would say these are unbelievably important, and that's why I've always loved doing this throughout my entire career. Hidden in there is his, his, his thought about how often or how much to play the veterans in exhibition games, if any at all, which is just a, another announcement that he's not, nobody's playing. Well, Saturday. here, Sean McVay doesn't play his no. starters. I'm not questioning it. I'm no, just no. saying he's making making that very clear that he underscored, underlined, highlighted again that that's going to be his approach. It's a new offense. It's a new coaching staff, specifically on offense, and a new quarterback. Look at the Rams last year that just won the Super Bowl. The difference is it wasn't a new offense. It wasn't a new offensive coordinator, although Matt Stafford was a new quarterback on this team. If Hackett feels... It's not necessary for a lot of the starters to play, then I guess they won't. But let's be honest. Hackett has come under fire from a lot of former Broncos players about the way <laughs> that he has put together practices. Two hard days, then a jog through. Two hard days, then a jog through. I want to be fair about this. It's not easy for any team that plays roughly at sea level to fly up and then instantly play a game, you're going to get gassed, especially in this type of heat. I'm sure they were feeling the altitude. However, the Broncos today looked fresh. Randy Gratishar was out there at this 
today, and I, I spoke with him. I was requested him to speak, to speak, and he came over in a group kind of packed around. But at one point, Randy said, "They call these practices." Now that's the old school. He's he's from the three day practices on Pomona, but he also did point out that they did have they did have joint practices with especially the Cowboys out when the Cowboys are training in Thousand Oaks, California. So he wasn't belittling the concept today. But most of the players we've talked to, heard from, and both in the media and in private conversations, are from a more recent era. They are comparing it to the to the time when, since they stepped back, since the CBA became more clear on the amount of work you can have in camp. So they're not talking, the apples and apples there is that they're they're griping or they're belittling something that's just more a procedural decision, not, not, uh, not simply measuring the impact of the practice every day. So I'm still a little ambivalent and undecided about whether this is going to work. We've emphasized again and again and again, the test is going to be in the season. It isn't right. going it isn't going to be Saturday night Here, this, this with, is, with the players who aren't going to play in the regular season anyway. Let, let me ask you. I understand it's all about the quarterback. Okay, So let me just put this out there. If you have a team that overall roster is a 7 out of 10, okay? overall roster is a 7 out of 10, and then you have a roster that is overall 8.5 out of 10, that's a pretty sizable jump. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yes. Okay. Now, it's about 20%. If that <clears throat> if that team that is seven stays relatively healthy the whole year mm-hmm. and the team that's an eight and a half doesn't stay relatively healthy the entire year, at the end of the year, who's the better team? The one who's healthy. There you go. But the other thing is, though, that, that uh, I'm not exactly sure how you quantify all this. I can quantify it right now. And in, in having nothing to do with the season, mm-hmm. but with what we have seen, outside of two torn ACLs, soft uh, tissue injuries. Well, torn ACLs are it, it's the way Cortland Sutton came down. Yeah. Okay. There, Tim Patrick. Right. Uh, the way Tim Patrick came down. Excuse me. I understand that an ACL is a soft tissue injury. I get that. But so is a hamstring, and I think they're two totally different things. A torn ACL, it is what it is. You come down wrong and you blow that yeah, thing out. Your spikes catch. You, you can make the case with a hamstring, right. it's not stretching out enough, right? Right. Okay. High ankle sprain. Maybe you didn't stretch out enough. How many soft tissue injuries have there been in practice so far? Almost none. Almost none. We've had very few, if any, injuries. Understandable. I understand that there have been two blown ACLs. Those are freak things. Those are freak things. So do they have a bunch of guys with hamstrings, high ankle sprains, shoulders? They don't have any of that. But the question I have in the this issue I had there with quantifying it is how do we know in late November if they're injury-free that has to do with training camp in August? As we talk about with running backs... You only get a certain amount of tread on your tire per year. And if you're, if they are working, your, I mean, think about this. If you're getting your humps busted for two and a half weeks in the blazing sun, don't you think, do you think that's going to make you tougher in week 15? Or do you think it's potentially going to make you weaker because you're putting so much stress 
on your muscles and so on and so forth. I almost don't think I almost don't think it makes any difference because you can't be sure of of what that effect was of what we're seeing now. Coming up after the break, had a wonderful interview with Jonas Griffith. Man, terrific guy, and so excited to be starting inside the linebackers, specifically next to a guy he really, really admires, Josie Jewell. You will hear from Jonas Griffith next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry, watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie and McKenzie Law. My wife and I, we did our estate plans and our wills and our living wills through Dan McKenzie. He was so terrific to work with. He answered all of our questions. Everything that we needed has been put in there. He also checks in every year to see if things have changed because sometimes things do change. As an example, um, we did our estate plan, will and living will, before we got married. Ironically, around the time we were getting ready to get married, I was going to reach out to Dan. Instead, he reached out to me first. That is great customer service. There are a lot of people who do this. There's only one Dan McKenzie, and he is the best, and that's why I highly recommend him. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Terry, now you and I have talked about it a lot. I am not a fan of any of the teams in town, but I am a fan of people. I Mm -hmm. want people in organizations to do well. Uh, I had not had a chance to speak to Jonas Griffith. The new inside linebacker teamed up with Josie Jewell. Mm-hmm. And after talking to him, he is a guy I am rooting for. Good guy, talented guy. Here's what we talked about after practice today. So how was it finally hitting somebody else? Man, it was a blast. It was a lot of energy going around. Guys, emotions flying a little bit. But, you know, that's football, man. That's what's exciting about ball, man. Just the competition part of it. And, you know, you don't really get that with going against each other. You know, you want to take care of your team. But, you know, when you're going against another team, you obviously want to take care of them. But, you know, just it's a little more a little more built up, a little more energy built up, which I love. A lot more dust-ups out there with your defense and their offense than you probably would have anticipated. I mean, one of your guys threw a punch as well. Yeah, no, I think it was definitely a lot of emotions going on but from both sides. I think there was a, you know, ball going on and just guys competing and a little emotions flying around. But, you know, I think it's just football. And I think in the day, you know, guys will it will be cleaned up, you know, we'll go from there. 
What did you learn about yourself and this defense going up against the Cowboys that maybe you didn't know going up against your own offense? I feel like just going against our offense, you kind of just, you like, okay, you gauge yourself going same offense every day. But just this this offense poses different threats, and I think we held our own. I think we just I think we'll be a force to reckon when the season comes around. Every game, you got to prove yourself. I get that, but how does it feel knowing that Hackett and Evero look at you and say you're our man in the middle with Josie? It means the world, man. But I think that's just the beginning for me. I don't want to just be another guy. You know, I, I think I've said that before, but I just don't want to be another guy. I want to go out there. I want to make plays. I want to contribute week in and week out, and I want to fly around and just help the team get to the ultimate goal of a Super Bowl. Training camp's over, man. Is it a relief the training camp is over, or you want to keep going, man? I think the process never ends. I think every day you try to improve on some aspect, you know, and even throughout the season, you know, even when practices aren't that hard, you're still trying to improve and work on small details you can work on, especially me as a young guy. This is my first real year of starting, so there's always things I can work on and think, and just watch, watching film, film study, footwork, hand placement, things like that. So I think the work's never done, but training camp, I mean, it'll be less work on the body now the training camp's over, but, you know, I think it'll be still a lot of work. Nathaniel Hackett, new age guy as a coach, gives you a menu of things that you have a chance to do, ART or cryotherapy. Do you feel fresher now, in better shape now than you did at this time last year? 100%, man. And just with the altitude, that's a different component to it as well. I just think, like, just getting used to it. You can see the Cowboys guys were breathing heavy and tired and think we were just flying around and just excited. But, yes, no, that's what Coach Hack, I think he does a really good job of taking care of us as players, and we know that. And so we want to just fly around. And, you know, he maximizes our recovery, massages, cryo, chiropractor, you know, like you said. And so I think that I definitely do feel – a lot fresher, man. Coming out of camp, you know, I still feel like if I were at a different team or a different coaching staff, I'd be like in my halfway form of camp. But, you know, we're only done with camp, you know, so feel pretty good. Coming out of training camp this year, is it a different feeling than coming out of training camp last year? Knowing it's a new system, new coaches, new quarterback. Is there, I don't want to say more expectations because you always have expectations, but is there more optimism specifically having number three? I think the standards are raised. I don't think there's it's more optimism or excitement. I just think the standards have been raised. I think that we put that standard on ourselves day in and day out, whether that's weightlifting, whether that's film study, whether that's practice, whether that's walkthroughs. You know, I think we put the – Russ has come in and set the standard of excellence, you know, and uh, one of our mental coaches said perfection is unattainable, but you can be excellent. You can be excellent. And I think that that's what we're striving for every day is excellent. Knowing that we'll make mistakes, knowing that everything's not going to be perfect, but we're striving, striving, and just striving. I think that at the end of the day, we'll reach our ultimate goal. One reason George Payton wanted to bring back um, number 47, okay? the guy you're standing next to, Josie Jewell, they love his football IQ. What have you learned from him? He's an even-keeled guy, and he just – He's smart. He's a student of the game. He asks a lot of questions, asks the right questions. He's also a coach. I ask him a lot of questions. And uh, just <laughs> – What do you ask him? Just what he's thinking on the play. Like, hey, how did you see that so quickly? Like, what are you thinking? Like, what led you to take that footstep? What led you to, you know, drop quicker than read the run? You know, just different small concepts that, you know, I, I like to be a student of the game myself, but he's just – he he's a football mind, you know, and just trying to pick his brain as much as possible, man. It's a blessing to have that guy in the room. I see why you're rooting for him. Thoughtful measured intelligent mm-hmm. and he uh he's also got a good story i mean he this is a three-time he's been thrice released in this league and he came off the scrap heap a year ago to become here in that kind of irrelevant almost secondary trade well those are the guys you root for like a shelby harris 
mm-hmm. who has traveled that road. Deshaun Williams, who has traveled that road. Those are the guys that you cheer for. Not to say you don't cheer for Josie Jewell, who I loved coming out of Iowa. You talk to Josie Jewell, he's the type of guy you want to have a beer with. There are a lot <laughs> of great guys in that locker room, but everybody has different stories. And it's the guys who have grinded the most you kind of have a little bit more affection towards. They also seem to be a, an effective tandem that they uh, mesh with each other and bring out the best in each other. Well, they do different things, too. Yeah. Josie Jewell is the brains of that defense because he plays in the middle of the defense. It's not to say Justin Simmons can't do that. I mean, he's the captain, for lack of a better phrase, of the secondary. But they love Josie Jewell's IQ. They really did. And he was up for a contract this year. And George Payton saw what he did on tape, talked to him, and said to him, you know, in the offseason, you know, we want definitely want to consider bringing you back. You know, they, they had other options. They did. And, um, you know, one of, the guy, one of those guys was Alexander Johnson. And I can't remember the guy's name, and maybe you know Danny. They brought him over from the Rams during the season. Kenny Young. Kenny Young. The one who you can buy his jersey at Walmart. That's right, for $129.99. Kenny Young's a very athletic guy, but I got to tell you something. Um, Ejer Evero came from the Rams. Mm -hmm. He he knew Kenny Young. So I'm sure it was a very fast yes or a very fast no. I want this guy back. Clearly, the Rams didn't want him, and that's why they traded him to the Broncos Mm -hmm. or basically gave him to the Broncos. Um, That's what the scrappy trade. Right. So, um, but Griff is the type of guy you want to root for, and he's got some speed. And I'm not going to say he's a sideline-to-sideline guy and he's really great in coverage, but he's more than good enough in coverage. I'm not saying that a guy like Travis Kelsey won't make five or six catches against him, but he certainly has more speed than Josie Jewell, and they do different things on the field. Can you get through a full season with those two? I'm not talking about injury. I'm talking about it. Can they hold up? Are they good enough to hold down those two spots? Well, you know, Jewel's out for most of last season. We'll see. They've taken Browning and Cooper, and they moved Mm -hmm. to the outside. And it looks like a very smart move, moving Browning to the outside. It's funny, for as much of a defensive genius as Vic Fangio is, and he's a very bright defensive mind, no reasonable person would argue that. But it was very puzzling that when he came here, he took Shelby Harris and moved him to the middle of the defense to which most casual observers or even people who are around a lot like me were scratching her head saying, why the hell would you move Shelby Harris essentially to nose tackle? And Shelby was really upset about it. Mm-hmm. And as the season went along, Shelby moved to defensive end, if that's what you want to call because they were playing a 3-4, and he was far more effective. There have been coaches. Who was it? Demarcus Walker? I can't even remember who the head coach was. It might have been Vance Joseph. They had him totally playing out of position, mm-hmm. and he was a second-round pick. It looks like Evero has hit the jackpot taking Cooper and specifically Browning and saying, I know you're inside, guys. I think you're going to be more effective on the outside, and right now Browning looks to be a terror out there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, coming up after the break, we have some uh, big news, some breaking news about Deshaun Watson. He has made a counteroffer, although he wasn't asked to make a counteroffer on his suspension and his fine. But he's throwing it out there, basically throwing himself at the mercy of the court of Roger Goodell (laughs) and hoping to get a shorter suspension. That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T. Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at SDHMazda.com. I think you can call this breaking news. The Associated Press is reporting Deshaun Watson has made a counterproposal, although he wasn't asked to make a <laughs> counterproposal or a proposal to the NFL, saying he is willing to accept an eight-game suspension and a $5 million fine to avoid missing the entire season. Uh, the original punishment ruled by the judge was six games, and Roger Goodell and the NFL wanted nothing to do with it. Roger who? The, what's that? Roger who? Roger Goodell. I'll say his name oh, correctly. Okay. Uh, Roger Goodell uh, wants a longer suspension. And you know what? I give the NFL credit for finally trying to get this right and making sure situations like this uh, don't have more lenient suspensions and or fines than testing positive for PEDs or betting on NFL games. Um, according to the report, and I'll read it verbatim, um, beyond the lenient six-game suspension handed down by the independent arbitrator, the league was also put off by how small Watson's lost salary would be because of the cynical way the Browns structured his contract with only losing $1 million in salary for the upcoming season. If he was really serious about this, remember, he has $230 million guaranteed. Hey, I'm going to I'm just going to reach in my pocket, pull out 5 million and I'm willing to do that and take two more games. If you were really serious, if you're Deshaun Watson, I am more than happy to agree to 12 games and 20 million. However, the NFL isn't asking what he thinks should be his punishment because you know what? According to the CBA, now it's in the hands according to the CBA of Goodell who appointed somebody else to make the decision and they have a right to do it. I think you hit the nail on the head though for what Watson is hoping to get out of this that it's a it's a bargaining game and he ends up with 12 games. But then that takes him so far into the season 
the rest of the season with with that team is going to be pretty much irrelevant anyway. Might be. But so then you're just talking about money. That's where he's worried about. There is money. Well, here's the funny thing. The Browns, who decided to give Watson that big contract, oh, he'll be ready for next season. I have no doubt about that. But now they're going to be on the hook for probably trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at that roster, there are enough good players on that team that want to win, like a Nick Chubb, like a Miles Garrett. They wouldn't just write the season off? No, I think they would try and win because they do have quite a bit of talent on that Mm -hmm. team. I think they would wind up trading for Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I very little doubt that they would be interested. But it's only, but his so-called counteroffer or offer is actually insulting. It's kind of like you're on your phone in your dad's car. <laughs> it's a one-car accident. Fortunately, you're okay. You trash the entire thing. Your dad grounds you for two weeks and says, you cannot use the car. And you come back and say, Dad, instead of two weeks, how about 16 days instead of 14 days? Your father would laugh you out of the room. You know what I would do if one of my kids gave me a counter proposal like that? <laughs> I'm just going to add a week because you're you're, you're insulting my intelligence. But Godala said it warrants a full year suspension without coming down with an official ruling. And it's going to be one year. Yeah. I and, have very little doubt it's going to be one and year. And the six games was a joke. The eight and the 12 are the bargaining points in the middle. Yeah, but, it, but he, here's the thing. Nobody asked Deshaun Watson's opinion. <laughs> Nobody asked his opinion. Well, do you think that was him or his agent or his lawyer? I think it was all of them. I think it was all of them. I wouldn't have a problem if he was suspended for more than a year. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't. I, I commend the NFL, a league that had denied concussions for decades. They have their penalty phase all out of whack. And now they are trying to get it in line for the severity, for lack of a better phrase, of the crime. Mm -hmm. There have been other players who have not done similar things to Deshaun Watson (laughs) because we're we're talking about sheer volume. Gambling around the game. But we're, I mean, other, other players have been accused of sexual assault and they've gotten six games. A perfect example is Ben Roethlisberger, but he didn't do it with 20 plus women. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to, how about two games per woman? He'll be gone for two years. And I understand that a grand jury didn't indict him on criminal charges. There are a lot of reasons why you're not indicted mm-hmm. on criminal charges. Maybe the accusers don't want to testify. Maybe the accusers don't want to testify because they've been guaranteed a settlement if it doesn't go to civil court. Or they there are don't, a lot of just, different they ways. They just out don't of. want it be in the public light. That's right. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, some NFL preseason games tonight. We'll talk about who's playing and what their seasons might look like once we get to the regular season. Also, a pretty uh, special game tonight in baseball. We'll get into that on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com.
Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at T Fry. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, NFL preseason Thursday night football. Two games this evening between the Giants and Patriots and another between the Titans and Ravens. Rank those four teams one through four for how you expect each team to have uh, their season this year. One, Titans. Two, with Lamar Jackson coming back and having a great year, the Ravens. Three, Patriots. And four, Giants. I'd go with the Ravens for sure with Lamar Jackson back. Uh, All reports that I have read and heard about, the new offensive scheme for the Patriots isn't working out very well. It's almost as if Mac Jones doesn't know who to listen to. I think that should be a concern. Uh, The Titans... Let's see what Derrick Henry does. Derrick Henry will likely be Derrick Henry. But you know what? I'm not so crazy about their wide receiving core. They just lost A.J. Brown. Well, Julio Jones really wasn't much of a factor. I don't know who Tannehill's going to throw the ball to. With that, I would go Baltimore, Patriots, Titans, and definitely the Giants last. No love for Daniel Jones, huh? Why, do you have love for Danny Dimes? No. No, I just generally support other folks named Danny, Dan, or Daniel. How, how would you go with your order? I think mine would be the same as yours, Eric. I like the Ravens a lot. I think that Lamar is going to have a big year. And then, uh, yeah, I would I would probably put the Patriots second. I had not heard those concerns that you brought up about their yeah. new offense, though. So that might have me leaning towards the Titans over them because Derrick Henry has and will be the best running back in the NFL. The only reason I would honestly consider putting the Titans ahead of the um, the Patriots is because of the division. Okay, The Colts, I think, will win the division. Houston, I like their quarterback. I don't think he's great, but I think he will improve. I don't think the Jaguars are going to be that great. So I think Tennessee will have an easier division schedule. And they'll have an easier division schedule than what the Patriots will have having to play the Bills and the Dolphins play. That'd be my only real tiebreaker. Just in case you missed it, the Field of Dreams game is this evening between the Cubs and the Reds. Uh, The Cubs, they released their uniform for this a couple days ago, and it's an old Cubs C that looks very similar to the Red Sea that they currently use. So I don't know if anyone's going to be confused by that watching the game, but it was a little surprising to me and Anilo when we initially looked at the uniforms. Well, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Is the Cubs Sea in in crimson red? No. Then what would be the confusion? Because it looks, the shape is the same as 
the red's shape, Where's and they're, the the colors are slightly different for a lot of the throwback uniforms anyway. Are they are they both C's that are red that color red? Yeah. Then that would be confusing. Yeah. But you know what won't be confusing? It's probably a different shade of red. It's going to be hard to tell which is the better team because both stink. <laughs> Even so, how uh, how big of a boost is this for MLB to have a game like this that can kind of be on a national stage even when it's between two pretty down-in-the-dumps teams? I think this is a gimmick that's already outlived its usefulness and interest. It, it, it was fun to see once. I've been to the Field of Dreams. I think you have, too. You've been to the Field of Dreams, haven't you, Danny? I have not. Oh, okay. Alex has. Alex, okay. That's Danny. Yes, I know. I just turned forgetful on that specific point. It was a fun, really fun visit. But it's they don't they don't play on the real Field of Dreams anyway, since the corn would be 135 feet from home plate, something like that. So I, I'm not as excited about it, although I think it was a really fun idea to do it once. If I read it correctly. Either this year or next year is the final year they do this. There. They're going to have a game similar to this, like in an old ballpark, mm-hmm. but they're not, going to be doing, they're not going to be doing it there. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're going to have, like, old-time uniforms, you know, so on and so forth. But I think either this year or next year is the last year. Well, they did it at, at Williamsport also. Yeah. Isn't Frank Thomas, does he own the Field of Dreams? Well, I don't know. I thought I saw something where he, at the very least, he was involved. I do know my friend Danny Evans, uh, former Dodgers GM, was heavily involved in the first one. First one. Frank Thomas does uh, head a group that bought the Field of Dreams site. So uh, it's the distance, go the distance baseball. They have the stake of the Field of Dreams movie site. Right. You would, and All-Star Ballpark Heaven, which is this ballpark. You would think that uh, the Big Hurt would want the White Sox playing. For obvious reasons, having to do with the movie, but obviously that was his team. Just in case you missed it, day game at Coors Field today. We talked yesterday about how the big win over the Cardinals was maybe the biggest game for the Rockies all year, and they won again today. So yep. they won two out of three They're against a great St. Louis Cardinals team. Uh, any... Uh, any hope at this point in the season that the Rockies are maybe having a little bit more to uh, hang their hat on as they will likely miss the playoffs and uh, hopefully build on something momentum from this year going into next season. You are a nattering nabob of negative, isn't there? Rock Rock August has already started. Two months from now, we'll be looking back and saying it started in that series against the Cardinals, and this is the darndest thing we've ever seen. They are one of the worst teams in the National League. Period. They're 14 games under 500. So 14 games, they'll be back at 500. Right. They're gonna they're gonna go on a run. No. Um, I mean, it, I mean, listen. The Cardinals are a really good team. At least they have become a really good team over the last couple of weeks in which they have surged in the standings. They've won eight of their last 10 games. They're 11 games over 500. I feel great for Nolan that his team is finally playing well. But we will see what happens in the playoffs with the Cardinals. L- listen, the I believe the Rockies start off the season taking a series from the Dodgers, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're going to beat teams and, and beat teams in series, even though they're better than you. 
you won't even allow me to be lighthearted about this with the Rockies. You're, they offend you. So Go for much. it. Go for it. I just said Rock August. Okay. It doesn't really make a. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. No. If you're dreaming, if you're dreaming something with, if August. you're dreaming and you're dreaming and you're hoping of something to happen, you you uh, back off and suspend your usual cynicism. You know what it is for it to happen. Okay, I got it for you. August. That's what the Rockies are. August. That's what they are. August. And then you got June soon. What can we rhyme with July? What can we rhyme with July? What can we rhyme with April or May? Anything? Because we know what rock Day, is. Ray, hey. There we go. All right. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. It's their sales staff that really separates them from everybody else in town because they have a sales staff that have been there for decades. They can help you redesign your entire kitchen. They can help you get something to to uh, fit your budget. So they're really good at what they do, and they do have the best appliances out there by far. If you want anything, trust me, it's in there, not at a big box store. Uh, you can find Mountain High Appliance in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, great day for the Broncos. We have talked a lot about, well, they're doing jog throughs. They're not hitting a lot. There was a lot of hitting today. We'll explain why next. Show. Sure. 